Hey everyone, it's Lauren. And Mark. Welcome to another edition of the Loose Lugs Racing Podcast. We have a great episode in store. Let's get to it. All right. Hello, Loose Lug Nation. Today we have episode number 44. Mark, when I think of the number 44, I think of Texas Terry Labonte, Kyle Petty in that Hot Wheels scheme. That was always a sharp one. Uh, Sterling Marlin, Buckshot Jones, some people remember. Um, He was an interesting character. Uh, You know, you had A.J. Allmendinger, Brian Scott, David Ruderman, Dale Jarrett raced it a little bit for uh, Michael Waltrip Racing. At the local level, we have Jake Smet in the figure eights at WIR, uh, Justin Mondike, and I know you have a few. Yeah, I can't can't forget about Bobby Labonte, too. You know, he started in a 44 with the Slim Jims, so not only Terry, but also Bobby ran the 44. Yeah, yeah. Mike Litchfield, heck of a guy when we see him down at down at the Dells and Justin Wooler. And we can't forget about Wally George either. Um, you know, tragically had a heart attack when he was 34 years old. And he was a good racer around here, number 44. I remember that. Yeah. Um, when I was thinking about number 44s, you know, Mike Litchfield came up, Justin Mondek at the low, uh, lower levels. You're right. Bobby Labonte did start in a 44. I remember there's a a shell 44 car that my brother has somewhere. He was a big Bobby Labonte fan. Hey, I was a big Bobby Labonte fan too. A lot more than a Terry Labonte fan. My, my, my buddy, Dave, uh, he was always a Terry Labonte fan. So we always like to watch the Labonte brothers run. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were, they were sure good at it. And Hey, we'll get to see Bobby Labonte up here at Slinger july 10th for the srx series yep yep he'll be racing around up here so that's cool that he's in that series absolutely can't wait to see him get up here well we went dirt track racing uh was supposed to be saturday and sunday it ended up being a double header on monday uh the weather kind of won this weekend so we we started on monday monday morning at 11 o'clock central there with the truck race uh, Martin Truex Jr. wins stage one. A surprising good start for him there. Yeah, he don't have much dirt experience, and uh, <laughs> he sure looked like he knew what he was doing, man. That 19 truck was really flying. Oh, yeah. Um, actually, he was in the 51, but uh, Kyle Busch Motorsports brought a good piece for him. Uh, Sheldon Creed was second, Zane Smith, Friesen, Nemechek, Hill, Rhodes, Crafton, Enfinger, and Johnny Sauter was up inside the top 10 as well. Yeah, something that I say Truex was in the 19. Ah, that 51, that's a Kyle Busch truck. Um, he had the same color, same uh, sponsorship, everything in the Cup Series. So I got a little bit uh, uh, confused there. Um, track conditions were unbelievably great for that Truck Series, especially as much rain as they had seeing the parking lot that was underwater, man. <laughs> Yeah, I thought the same thing. I was worried about the start considering how we saw the start start on Saturday. Um, they got one lap in and it was uh, not very good. It covered in dirt everywhere, problems, couldn't see. 
Uh, I agree with you. I thought the conditions were, were very good for the truck race throughout the race. I was a little worried about that. Um, the big incident in stage two, Matt Crafton got into John Hunter Nemechek. Uh, Kraus also spawned into him, collecting Timothy Peters as well. Uh, John Hunter Nemechek was not too happy with Matt Crafton and actually with Derek Kraus as well. Yeah, well, didn't take much to make contact to, to make somebody loose or, uh, or actually wipe out. So, yeah, he wasn't happy at all. He even, even showed his displeasure to, uh, to the uh, pit crew, too, also as he walked by. So, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, unbelievable how Crows kind of ended up there. Uh, I want to talk, uh, ask him a question here later on to see. Um, it was kind of strange if he didn't have any good vision there or what was the situation on how he piled into Nemechek. Yeah, we'll check in with him in, in a little bit. Uh, Truex Jr. wins stage two as well. It was Truex, Rhodes, Hill, Briscoe, Creed, Gilliland, Friesen, Lassard, Austin Wayne Self, and Grant Enfinger inside the top 10 for stage two. Yeah, there was some good racing still going on that was there. There was um, the track changed conditions there, and uh, we actually seen more cautions in the second stage there than we did in the first one. Yeah, yep. Uh, big incident in stage, the final stage here. Larson gets into a slow Mike Marler, also collects Danny Bone. Uh, unfortunate for Larson there. You know, he had damage earlier in the race and uh, had that right fender that was kind of Oh, first it was sticking out, and then he flattened it against the vehicle. But uh, Larson didn't have a very good race. It was uh, kind of surprising. Yeah, it was a surprise to him as come flying into the corner, and there's uh, there's a truck there only doing half speed, and he had nowhere to go, and he just piled right into him. Uh, pretty hard lick. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, for good measure, he gets it in the door as well. Um yeah, he was following a truck through into the corner, had no idea that truck was there, and Austin, um, I forget who it was, they turned real quickly uh, when they got to the corner, and Larson didn't have time to react. Uh, unfortunately, glad he was okay, though, because that shot to the um, passenger side door there for him was a hard shot. It was a solid hit there. That truck was destroyed. <laughs> Capital D. Um the other incident that happened, Chandler Smith Smins uh, unfortunately collects Johnny Sauter, who I was impressed with. Johnny doesn't have much dirt experience, but you know, even at Eldora the last few years, it seems like he's picking that up a little bit. But he gets collected in in that one there. Yeah, he's yeah, still needs more experience. So there's some sometimes when all of a sudden he looked like he was a loose cannon there a little bit. But um, yeah, you're getting better. Uh, you'll get better uh, as you get more experience on the dirt. Yep. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. wins the race, sweeps the stages. Super surprising. Uh, Rhodes was second. Lassard, Gilliland, Briscoe, Enfinger, uh, Zane Smith, Kligerman, Hill, Austin Wayne, Self rounds out the top 10. Uh, you had a lot of guys up there that you didn't necessarily expect. You know, Truex wins. Uh, Lassard has no experience coming down from uh, Canada there. Um Pretty good race and some surprising people inside the top 10. Yeah, Lassard, I think, is a big surprise there, being in third and Gilliland fourth. Briscoe, you know, he's got dirt experience and Enfingers does too. So, you know, all in all, um, 
good good race um that worked out there um i enjoyed the truck race yep i did as well um hey we'll see him next year there too it'll be uh it'll be interesting to see the adjustments they make well yeah um, I'm sure they're going to still keep the windshields on them. I was so concerned about the, the grills getting caked up and overheating. You know, that was the first thing that I was wondering right away is, uh, cause we've seen how much mud was getting splattered on the front and they, what were they doing? Putting a diaper on the, <laughs> on the grill. Uh, so I don't know. They have these things that are like a shaker that actually, uh, um, shakes the grill and keeps the mud off of them. Um, I'm sure some people found some some ideas of trying to keep the mud off the grill and try to keep them trucks cool. Yeah, I was actually surprised at how well it did there. I was concerned about that, the visibility. The cup race was a little different here, but we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, absolutely. So that was one concern that was there. Um, also, you know, I thought they did just a super job of running so many laps on that racetrack. Uh, and there was a lot of unknowns. Um, hey, hats off to NASCAR, man. They pulled it off this weekend. Um, <laughs> the weather was something else. I didn't, you and I were talking. I didn't think they were even going to run till this uh, Easter weekend, seeing how much water that was there. But it was surprising that there wasn't no, uh, no water in the infield like that. It was rather muddy. And, but, uh, um, I guess they have the best experts in the world there to know how to manage the dirt there. So kudos to NASCAR, man. I think they did a really super good job. Yep. I agree. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's talk to Derek Krause now. Derek, thanks for joining us again. How you doing today? Good. How about you guys? Pretty good there, Derek. What are you doing with your week off this week? I actually was able to, uh, come home and uh, spend some time with my family. So uh, it's always nice to do. And uh, I always enjoy coming back to, to Wisconsin and spending time with the family. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, we hope everyone gets to enjoy some time with family here. Let's talk about your experience on the uh, dirt track at Bristol here. Um, unfortunately, it didn't last as long as you and your team would like, but how was it uh, before the incident there? It, uh, we heard a lot of drivers say they were having a blast. Yeah, I mean it was it was really fun. That's for sure. I mean, right away from practice, it took a little bit to learn, but I felt like once I figured it out, I was able to uh, pick up speed. And uh, we were during the race. I mean, it was a lot of fun. I was able to pack some trucks, and then it was unfortunate what happened. But I, mean, I don't know. I don't really really know what happened, but it just hit the brakes and then the rear tires locked up and it just carried it all the way up the racetrack. So, yeah, I mean, you live and learn, but, uh, you know, overall it was a really fun weekend and uh, I'm happy that they're going to do it again. How was the visibility for you personally? Because uh, it seemed like it was a more of an issue in the Cup Series, but a little bit in the Truck Series as well. Um, I couldn't see it very well. I mean, you could barely see the guys ahead of you, and then you just kind of just kind of guess where you're going. So, I mean, it was tough to see. I mean, my biggest or my closest comparison to it was probably like driving through the snow on a snowmobile trail with snow dust. I mean, you can't really see, and you're kind of just guessing, but it kind of kind of helped 
a helpless feeling, but I mean, everyone's dealing with the same thing, so you kind of just kind of said deal with it. You know, you were set to run. Uh, you were going to run shotgun on the last heat race, and that all got rained out. So they gave you a P12 start to start the race, but uh, you ended up going on pit road. What was the issue with that? Um, the some with the power steering. Uh, we really couldn't. We didn't figure anything out at the at the racetrack. But then uh, once we got back to the shops, we were able to figure something was wrong with the power steering right away, and that was. That was the cause for that, and um, uh, that was that thick. Did uh, was that noticeable during the the race there for you after you came down pit road? Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it got covered up with dirt real quick, especially because because of where I was. But uh, it it got covered up, and I mean everybody really was doing dealing with overheating problems. I'm sure if, uh, I'm not sure if you guys saw like the 42 of Cardinal Scar when he pulled or when he slowed way down, that was his problem. And uh, just kind of the talk around the whole, the whole pit area was uh, if people were overheating or not. So uh, it was definitely interesting. And you kind of, I mean, half the problem or half the uh, job that you got to do is keep your nose clean and uh, make sure you don't overheat. Uh, after the incident there, John Hunter Nemechek didn't have uh, any nice comments really for anyone that was involved in the incident there. Uh, do you talk to him? Do you try to smooth that over? Um, anything like that? Um, I I didn't talk to him at the racetrack, but I tried calling him, and then uh, he didn't answer, but I sent him a text. So, I mean, it. I mean, that's something I definitely didn't do on purpose. I just kind of, it's going to happen. And, I mean, it was, to be honest, it was pretty embarrassing for me. But, I mean, sometimes you uh, don't don't uh, have the best days. But uh, I learned from it, and uh, it'll never happen again. You look like that you tried to drive away from the incident, and uh, one of the uh, track workers uh, talked to you in the window Tell, what did they tell you, uh, how, how it was broke, or uh, uh, what was your thinking at that time? It looked like you wanted to kind of keep going. Yeah. I mean, they were they were trying to get me out of the truck, and I was trying to drive back. But, I mean, them, the guys were just doing their job. I mean, they are doing everything that they can to get the, get the show rolling, and us drivers are just trying to do what we can do to get back to the get back to the pits and try to save our day. But I mean, they were definitely trying to get me out, but I wasn't, I wasn't budging. I was going to stay in there and try, try to drive back to the pits. And I was actually able to, but fortunately the truck arm was broke and that, that kind of ended our day. You know, we didn't get a chance to talk to you about uh, the Phoenix race that you did with the Arca series there. Uh, you had to pass a lot of cars there. You're probably the one that passed the most cars there. Tell us about your experience out in Phoenix. Yeah, that was that was a fun race. We uh, that was a that was a fun race. Like you said, we did we did pass a lot of cars. There was I mean, we had that penalty, or it, didn't, it wasn't a penalty. We went down a lap on pit road. We didn't really know the 
the rules of it through Arca, and we went down a lap on pit road, and uh, I was able to get that lap back and then just kind of race forward from there. But it was definitely a fun race. Got to pass a lot of cars, and Phoenix is always a fun racetrack to go to. So uh, it was really fun, and I learned a lot for, for November when we go back through the truck. Yeah, uh, how much do you learn when you hop in another uh, vehicle like that? Uh, heavy vehicle, but not like the, the truck series there. How much are you able to learn when you hop into a different vehicle like that? Uh, you can you can learn a lot. You can learn a lot with the air, and then just being on the racetrack helps a lot. So uh, that, was, that was good to be able to be on the racetrack and see the track again and make some laps, and uh, it was fun, and uh, like you said, I learned a lot and can take that into into November when we go back here with the truck. So your next race is uh, the Richmond race. Uh, you know, it's early in the afternoon. Are we going to see you at the icebreaker at the Dells? Or are you going to come back home? Uh, I wish I could, but I, no, I'm not. Uh, I mean, it's, it's tough nowadays to go to a racetrack. Just, I mean, some guys will be there all Saturday practicing, so. Uh, that'll be, I mean, it's tough to just show up to a racetrack and practice for one day when everyone else has been practicing all day the day before. So, uh, I wish I could be. Um, I mean, I talked to my dad about it, but uh, it would be just too tough and uh, not sure if there's a way I could get back to the, get back to the Dells. But uh, if I could, I, I definitely would. Speaking of Richmond here, it was a track that you struggled at last year. It was a track that you needed to have a good run to try to get into the playoffs. Um, what did you guys learn from, from last year, and how will you apply it for this race coming up here in a couple weeks? Um, last year, we just, I mean, the, we just missed the setup really bad, and it was just all over the splitter. And, I mean, Overall, I mean, it was kind of tough to tell how the truck would have been, but I thought it could have been pretty good because when we threw on tires, we were able to uh, drive up to, I don't know where I went to, but I think it was like seventh uh, by the end of the first stage. So I thought like it was pretty good, but overall, like once the tires were out, they just missed the setup really bad and uh, just wasn't able to compete and went one lap down. So hopefully this time we can learn from it and uh, have a better run. Richmond is a track that's kind of like a short track, but it's an intermediate at the at the same time there. How does it race, and uh, does your short track experience help you out a little bit there? Um. Yeah, I mean, it, it races like a short track. It's wore out, and there ain't very much grip and the tires tires fall off a lot so uh racing there definitely is reminds me of short track and all the short track experience that i have helps me a lot so i always enjoy going going to a place like richmond and uh just taking everything i learned from racing back up here in wisconsin and putting to use uh at the at short tracks and truck series so now that you've been down south for a few uh, months here, and now you come back to Wisconsin, it's freezing cold here. <laughs> How do you like our weather up here now? Yeah, I been I always keep in check the weather up here, and it, it was warm up here. Like it was like six, sixty some days, and then I come back up here, and yesterday it was thirty. I think it's 
I think it's supposed to be a little bit warmer today and then throughout the weekend, but uh, yeah, definitely, definitely cooled down and it's definitely pretty cold. <laughs> yeah, you got to love the old uh, Wisconsin weather there. Well, hey, buddy, we'll let you go. Thanks for joining us as always. We'll talk to you in a few weeks after your Richmond race. Alrighty, thank you guys for having me on. Yeah, happy Easter to you and your whole family there, Derek, and we'll talk to you later, man. Yep, thanks. You guys too. Have a good Easter. Thanks. Happy Easter, bud. Another great interview from Derek Krause. Thank you for uh, joining us after your truck races, Derek. We appreciate it. Mark, let's transition over into the Cup Series. You just talked about it at the end of the uh, Truck Series race where we had a little discussion about the caking on the grill. Kyle Busch was the only one that had an issue with this. He had a pit early because of mud on his grill. He didn't even make five laps. He was only following uh, Hamlin one lap, and it, and then it packed his grill. And yeah, and he got hot. And I was wondering where's this going to go, you know? And uh, yeah, he was the only one. And surprisingly, yeah, I, I like you said that was the thing I was worried about, uh, and it happened only once uh, throughout the whole weekend. So, uh, like you said, kudos to NASCAR and everyone who engineered that because it actually went really well. Uh, there was a couple of wrecks in stage one. Uh, the big one was Almirola spins, Klex Godovic, LaJoy, Alfredo. That was a big one. Uh, another incident, Newman and Byron make contact, and Newman went around. Uh, Harvick made some contact with his teammate, Chase Briscoe, a little bit on that one. And then uh, also Bell goes around, Klex Larson and Chastain. Uh, all three of them took a pretty good shot there. Yeah, Almirola called them uh, them dirtles, <laughs> the dirtles, them stupid humps, and he got pinched, and he actually hit the dirtle and turned around, and man, he got slapped this way, that way, and that that poor that poor Ford, he just got <laughs> just got pummeled. There's pieces and parts of his car all over the place. It's uh, it's surprising, you know. It's, it's still Bristol, and it's still high speed. You know, you make contact like that, man. It does a lot of damage. Those hits are pretty hard. Oh, oh yeah, they are. Um, you can take a, a good shot at Bristol. Just ask uh, Michael Waltrip about that one. Oh yeah, well he hit the he hit a gate there. That was a kind of a different story there. But you know when you got uh, um, you know like Elmarola was kind of dead in the water there, and everybody's just scrambling this way and that way, and you know you just can't lock them up, and you just can't uh, can't turn the wheel like you can on asphalt like that, and. You know, sometimes you're pointing in a certain direction and and it's on. You know, when uh, when Newman got turned around there, you know, and uh, Harvick tried to tried to miss him, you know, and then uh, Briscoe was on the outside and pinched him against the wall, and that Mustang did a wheelie. I put a picture on Facebook looking, <laughs> Mustang wheelie, isn't that cool? Maybe not for Briscoe, but uh, good 360 by Newman to keep turning it around and keep, keep uh, hauling the mail. Yeah, absolutely, and We'll talk about him in a little bit here. Uh, Truex Jr., tell me where you heard this before he wins stage one. Uh, Byron was second. Hamlin, Suarez, good run by him. Blaney, Logano, Bubba Wallace, Newman, Stenhouse, and Busher was your top ten in stage one. You know, they were taught, they were looking at these, these tires and being blistered. You know, they looked at uh, – and Christopher Bell's right rear tire was blistered in the middle. Um, you know, uh, Boyer made a comment. He thought that was really great. That meant that the tire had a good compound to it. 
Um, it seems like, if, you know, some people have been talking that Goodyear doesn't make a good dirt tire, and there's been tire competitions out there and everything. I thought I thought Goodyear did a good job. Uh, first time out with these heavy, heavy, high-speed race cars. So, I, you know, it is what it is. But there, there was a little bit uh, of the tire wear that we saw at practice on Friday was quite concerning when all the treads were. Yeah, and you know, the thing I'll say about the tires is I think they did a great job. When you see wear like that without the blowouts, that's what you're looking for. And you heard so many drivers, past and present, say the tire wear was awesome. We need to get back to this, all of this stuff. Because it makes you save your tires to be there at the end. I think they did a good job. I'll I'll say this. I think I think they will make adjustments. It'll probably be a little harder of a tire the next time, so it doesn't wear as much, so it's not as concerning, but it'll still make a difference to save your stuff. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And uh, you know, they did a good job about uh you know, doing competition cautions like that to give them a little break. And then they, they also give them three minutes, you know, uh, for safety, for safety of the pit crew so they ain't blasting down the uh, dirty tires and stuff like that. So they give them three minutes, you know, to uh, do their pit stops like that. So that was all a good call all, also through the weekend. Yep, I agree. And, you know, there was some pit crew teams that didn't go, normal pit crew teams that didn't go down there. Uh, they got the week off, so good week off for them. I know some of them wanted to be there because it's a historic thing with the cup cars being back on dirt, uh, but I think that was the right call to give them some time, especially with something new like this. Uh, you'll probably see that going forward on, on the dirt tracks, uh, going forward for at least the, the cup series, I would think, for the rest too, probably. Uh, you know, there was, a, uh, there was a parking lot on the track at one point, Mark, in stage two, uh, Chase Elliott and Bubba made contact. It stacks things up. Blaney, Kyle Bush, Larson, McDowell, Bowman, Austin Dillon, and others involved in that one. You know, they had that in car with Blaney, and there was absolutely no way he could see. It just it was just absolutely gone. Um, just could not see. And the track got really dusty. Um, <laughs> can't can't race if you can't see. And it, that was kind of a scary incident. The, the track really dried out really super fast through that section yeah and to prevent that from happening in the future nascar made a switch to go to single file restarts yeah some fans had a problem with that but that's what they do in dirt racing and then that that was that was a good call there was nothing wrong with that idea yeah i agree nothing wrong with it uh, for safety and all that uh, i don't have a problem with it one bit um how about this? Daniel Suarez leads most of stage two, but Joey Logano got by him later in the stage and ended up winning the stage. But how about Suarez? Very impressive. You know, he don't have no dirt, uh, dirt uh, experience either. And yeah, he looked like he uh, was a, he was a pro at it. He looked really good. Yeah. Incredible. Great for that team. Uh, sharp looking car with camping world on the, on the hood for that one, uh, you know, Marcus Simonis does a great job. Uh, you know, he's giving out sponsorship to a lot of people right now on Twitter. It's it's great to see. So good job by that team. Awesome to awesome to see all around. Uh, Joey Logano, as I just mentioned, won the stage. Then it was Suarez, Hamlin, Truex, Newman, Stenhouse, Bubba Wallace, Eric Jones, Reddick, and Chase Elliott inside the top ten. 
Yeah, all in all, good good series of section rates over there. Um, yeah, it, the track, they finally decided to water it down um, <laughs> to try to knock the dust down a little bit, change, change the characteristics of the racetrack. Uh, but it had to be done because it was uh, the, the cars were really putting out some rooster tail dusting, and um, you know, um, you got to expect changes. That's what they do in dirt racing. Yep, absolutely. And and NASCAR is always looking to make changes too. So, um, yep, I, I agree with that. Uh, in the final stage here, Bubba Wallace spun with a flat tire after contact with Stenhouse. There was no caution there. Um, I disagreed with that one. I, you know, I thought there had to be uh, a caution, but uh, oh well, I guess it. Uh, I'm I'm sure Bubba and his team had a problem with that as well. We'll see what happens going forward. Uh, Mike Marler had a tire go down and spun. That caused a caution with four to go, so it went into overtime. But Joey Logano hangs on to win the race. Stenhouse was right there as well. He was coming. He finishes second. Hamlin, Suarez. Uh, Newman, Byron, Reddick, Blaney, Jones, and Elliott rounds out the top 10. Um, great to see some guys up there. Stenhouse has been running really well this year, and he's flying under the radar. But another uh, good run for him, of course, second. Um, Suarez, as we just talked about, he was up there. Newman rebounds from his issue earlier in the race to finish inside the top five. Uh, Tyler Reddick, who was going to be my surprise pick, he uh, – he finishes up in the side, the top 10 in seventh. Uh, Blaney rebounds. Uh, Eric Jones inside the top 10 with that tide car. Of course, when you go, when you get dirty, you got to use a little tide, they were saying. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was great to see uh, this finishing order here. Yeah, with the tide, <laughs> these drivers are getting out and their jerseys were all uh, all dusty and everything like that. And, you know, and, and Blaney, Blaney finished and he had no rear. Uh, left fender on it, <laughs> so it w- it went through the war. Um, yeah, Suarez was a was a deal. Hey, uh, Steve O'Donnell, he was on uh, with his post race press conference and talked about that caution between the twenty three um, and why there wasn't a caution, and he called it a ball and strike call, and saying if a if a vehicle decide if it continues on, they're going to race on, and. I just kind of like uh, took that with a, <laughs> uh, okay, sure, you can make that call, I guess. But uh, um, still looking for consistency there, man. It, um, I didn't like really kind of like his answer on that. But anyway, it is what it is. Well, I think he's telling the truth, and we all know that. It's a ball and strike call. But exactly what you said, consistency, that didn't happen earlier. in the. If that happens during the race, it's a caution. So why isn't it a caution when that happened? Um, there's been a few incidents. You've had a bigger problem with it uh, this year than I have, but there's been a few incidents in the last few weeks that I've I've questioned. Um, you know, all in all, NASCAR does a great job. I'm not trying to hammer on them, but uh, just some just some improvement there a little bit would be great. Uh, but you know, like you said earlier, kudos to them. They did a great job with what they were dealt this weekend. Um, there was no issues in tech, so no one got a penalty. That was great. Um, what, what were your, what were your thoughts on the weekend? Did you like the dirt racing? Do you want to see some changes made? What are your thoughts on it? What are my personal thoughts is, is okay. We did Bristol. Well, let's go do it at Richmond next year or uh, the following year. Let's go to Martinsville or let's go to uh, New Hampshire. 
and and throw a dirt race at different racetracks. I know they made the announcement during the race that Bristol is going to do it again next year, which is which is fine. Um, but I would definitely, if you're going to do this, I think uh, maybe move it around a little bit. That would be my uh, my idea. But I, no matter what, you, you don't plan to run a 150-lap truck race and then throw a 250-lap race behind that on the same day. You know, they only had like an hour, hour and a half to prep the track. I, You know, I thought NASCAR did a super job. A um, little dusty there in the, in the middle of the race, but uh, NASCAR adjusted to it and they did a good job. Um, first time out doing this, uh, you're, you're going to have a learning curve on this stuff. All in all, I would say uh, they did a super job. Uh, yeah, I like dirt racing. Uh, you know, you, you see me go to dirt racing around this area because I, I really like it. And uh, you didn't have goggles on on, on Monday, did you? <laughs> no, no. If it would have happened on Sunday, we, you and I probably would have texted a little more and I probably would have grabbed them on just for uh, shits and giggles there. But, you know, here's, here's my thoughts on it. It was NASCAR did a great job with what they were dealt with. Um, I don't know if it was the weather or what it was, but it had me tuned out just slightly. It didn't have me as excited as I was going to be to see it on Saturday and Sunday. So I don't know if it was the weather. I don't know if his my concerns overcame the excitement. I don't know. It, it was a good weekend. I'll say that. Um, I agree with you. I think it should move around. The problem is I don't think that NASCAR would do it at one of their tracks. SMI is going to do it, and they're, they're of course, Bristol, Atlanta, Texas, a few others uh, sprinkled in there. I don't know where else this can go. Uh, The thing that bothers me the most about it is I personally like Bristol paved and like seeing that short track race. Here's, Here's my thought on what I would do with this. This should be an all-star race deal. Um, It would bring excitement in every year, bring extra people in. You know, you got the dirt racing community that would come in. I think this would be a great idea for a all-star race. Um, Having said that, I think if it moved around a little bit and you had multiple places to do it, it would be great as a regular season race. I just don't like seeing a short track race go away for dirt they did a great job it was it was a good weekend but that's just my personal thought yeah (laughs) wouldn't that be something if you could put it at let's say watkins Glen? yeah there (laughs) let's go throw some dirt on that racetrack and see what happens um i wish they weren't so bullheaded about uh not popping the windshields out and putting a, a grill in for the windshield like a regular dirt car and uh you know, then the drivers can have their own tear-offs on their helmet, just like a regular dirt. And that way you can actually soak the track down more so you don't have to worry about the windshield getting uh, uh, getting uh, full. And, you know, and like I say, they, they got these things like a, a shaker or something that actually keeps the grill. And I think they could actually prep the track a lot better to make it uh, for better racing. Yeah, I think there's some things they'll look at there. The whole windshield thing, I think that took off on Saturday when the weather came in. And after seeing the truck series uh, trucks covered, you know, go watch Kenny Walsh's videos because he said it wouldn't have mattered if they had windshields or not. This is NASCAR. We put windshields in the car. And he's a dirt racer, mind you. And he said 
you people that are complaining, and this is paraphrasing, you people that are complaining about the windshield and all that, they wouldn't have raced today. If they got this much rain and had that much dirt like that flying up, they wouldn't have raced on any dirt track. So I, I agree with you, and I'm not saying you're the one arguing that said they could have raced on Saturday and all that, but there were people out there. So I think there can be adjust adjustment there, but just keep in mind that wouldn't have made a difference um, on either Saturday or Sunday with racing. But uh, we'll see what they do going forward. Um, you know, as we just mentioned, it's going to return next spring. It'll be interesting to see uh, what they have changed in that time. I think the tire will change a little bit. Maybe NASCAR adjust some on the cars like we were just talking about. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do. You know, and then there's uh, breaking news this morning that they are going to test rain tires at Martinsville t- today. And uh, they're going to go run around that uh, run around that racetrack and they're going to see uh, what they can do about having uh, rain tires at a short track like that. And it'll be interesting to see uh, what they have to say about that. Yeah, that actually came out yesterday, um, and they were saying they were going to do that with the next-gen car, test the rain tires today at Martinsville. Um, so there's there's some things there. You know, as, as we just said before, or I said, NASCAR is constantly looking at how to improve the sport, and this is another example of it. Yeah, you you still hear the the keyboard warriors that are still complaining about the racing and stuff. You cannot say that NASCAR isn't trying to please everybody, and and they're trying. And I mean, give give NASCAR credit that you know the racing has been really good this year. Um, but you're 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 still going to get some fans that are just uh, you you'll never be able to please them. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Well, let's look forward here. The next truck race is actually April 17th, so they get two weeks off now, just like the Xfinity Series race. Didn't race this past weekend, and they won't race this weekend. Uh, The next Xfinity race is uh, April 9th at Martinsville. Cup race is April 10th at Martinsville, so a week off here for Easter. Before we get into our picks and looking forward, I hope everyone has a great Easter weekend here, enjoys the week off of racing and and all that, and, and it gets to enjoy some family fun and has a good time with that. Uh, looking forward now, Mark, to Martinsville, one of our favorite short tracks. It's always exciting there, bumping and, and grinding there. Uh, my pick for the Xfinity race will be Justin Allgaier. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty doggone good pick there, buddy. Um, I am going to take Austin Sindrick, and that will be my pick for at that racetrack. Okay. Um, and then, uh, who do you have for the cup series race? Oh boy. And it's probably going to be your pick, but I'm going to take it anyway. I'm going to take Brad Keselowski. All right. That is not my pick. So we got opportunities to pick up a few points on each other here. I have Martin Truex Jr. As my pick. That was Uh, my second pick. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I got Allgaier and Truex. You have Sindrick and um, Kozlowski. We are tied in the standings right now. You picked a point up on me this weekend uh, by having Stuart Friesen, who finished 12th, Kraft and finished 14th, and then we both had Kyle Larson. I wish I would have went with my gut with Tyler Reddick and picked differently there, but oh well, that will happen. Yeah. Um, so we have the week off here. And we'll look forward to Martinsville next weekend. 
As for myself, I'm working nights this weekend, so so much for for Easter weekend. I might be able to find a piece of ham, leftover ham, somewhere around here this weekend. But uh, Tuesday, my first day off, they have the first practice out at WIR at three o'clock. It's free for the fans out there, and uh, they're talking a little weather, thirty percent chance of weather. But if it's clear, uh, guess what? I'm gonna drift out there and go listen to some uh, race engines out there. Um, if, uh, if the weather's good and, uh, Tuesday afternoon, I'll be out at the, uh, the local racetrack listening to the, the new engines this year. How's that sound, buddy? There you go. Make sure you take, uh, videos for some people that can't be there like myself. Um, you know, the other thing that's coming up for us next week, next Thursday, we are talking to Greg McCarns of the Arkham Midwest tour. He had some exciting things to announce the past few weeks. So uh, we're looking forward to talking to him next Thursday. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, we'll load up a whole bunch of questions for him. He's a good old boy, I'll tell you. I like Greg a lot. And, you know, if you've ever been to any of his races, him and Angie, they, they, run, their, they run their butts off. To uh, It's amazing how hard they work to, to make uh, an event work. And, you know, if you ever – Notice that, uh, I mean, hats off to them. They uh, do such a super job on their tour. Absolutely, and that's the reason why you hear so many drivers that we interview say, if Greg's having the race, I'll be there, because they want to support him and really believe in what he's doing and see the work that him and Angie and his whole family um, puts into it, because his kids even do a lot with it. You know, it's it's – they're a true racing family want to see racing and put a lot of effort into it so we're looking forward to that i can't wait to talk to him uh been meaning to talk to him for a while so really looking forward to it yeah <laughs> i'm even excited about that that see i'm just finding out i know we were going to talk to him soon but didn't know it's gonna be next thursday so we'll load up some questions for him and be ready for him and be uh well, looking forward to talk to him absolutely well mark you have a great Easter weekend. I know you're working. Hope you find some time to get away, enjoy some family at home here, um, or do anything fun that you'd like to. Everyone else, that goes for you as well, as I just previously mentioned. Uh, be safe out there, and hey, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, we'll see you later, buddy. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. This has been a production of Double L Sports Network. Hope you all enjoyed it, and thank you for listening.